Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy, especially when it comes to the care you need. So let's talk about you, about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Let's talk about your needs now and for the future. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Attention all dentists and business owners. Get ready to create profit and a life of prosperity. It's Dr. Doug Radio on W4CY Radio. And here's Dr. Doug. Good morning, West Coast, and good afternoon, East Coast. This is Dr. Doug with Dr. Doug Radio. Thanks for joining us today. Today, I've got a great guest, a gentleman by the name of Kevin Wiscombe. And Kevin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. How about telling the audience a little bit about uh, who you are, what is the company that represent, and what do you do? Well, in a nutshell, we are Grow Your Crowd, growyourcrowd.com. The technical name of the company is Digital Ventures. We do pretty much everything in the digital marketing arena. So we do a lot of stuff with social media, um, you know, paid ads, uh, even websites, SEO, digital marketing arena. Okay, and you've been marketing for a long time. And as we talked a little bit earlier, it was an interesting story because what what I find a lot of times is as business owners are getting into business, um, oftentimes they they try something, it works, then it doesn't work, they try something else, they can become discouraged and so forth. But your marketing really goes not so much in social media initially, but you are just a consummate marketer, aren't you? I've been in the game a long time. Uh, I actually started in the mortgage industry. You know, a couple things before that, but my first real experience was in the mortgage industry. And although as a loan officer, I was that guy who had assistants and processors, and I preferred to just be out marketing all the time. 
Okay, and, and you know what? That is, that's a little gem I hope everybody is listening to right now. Because as I work with different businesses, one of the things that we are specifically working on is succession plans. In other words, how does that business owner get to the point where if he either needs to, he chooses to sell his business, how can he do that? And as I've worked with different business brokers and different consultants and so forth, what we have found is that one of the key things is that that business owner needs to be able to delegate to people to actually do the work so that in the case of a business, if you want to sell it, those people that are looking to buy a business need to know if you're not there, it's still going to run and still going to produce and still going to be profitable. And so I'm curious, as you had your different people that were working for you, that allowed you to go out and do what? It, it, it's interesting. I, I like to do the fun stuff. Okay. So, so for me, you know, the networking uh, was the fun stuff. Uh, I, I told you earlier about how uh, when I was in the mortgage industry, I would, I would throw a cooler in the in the trunk of my car, uh, put a bunch of drinks in the cooler. We dealt dealt a lot with uh, new construction. So I would go drive around. I'd find a home that was under construction, had all the workers out there, and I'd go and pass out drinks and get to know them, get to you know talk with them. Uh, I wasn't wearing a, a, a tie, which I never liked to do. Uh, and that's how I would network my way into speaking with the builder. And, you know, but, but an interesting thing, I said, I like to do the stuff that's fun. One of the, one of the key uh, things that any business owner can do is find people. You said to do the work. I say find people who find that work fun. So my processors, my, you know, my assistants in, in that arena, they loved the paperwork, which actually made the whole thing work. We all loved, we, we were all having fun at what we were doing. Okay. And wow, that is so key to make sure that everyone's on purpose and aligned with what they're doing. So, you know, as you're talking, you are the consummate guerrilla marketer <laughs> because you're, you're out there marketing in unconventional ways, you know, taking a bunch of water and throwing it out to the guys because you're trying to reach the the builder himself uh doing it extremely cost effectively and and so kudos to you for that because that's that's an amazing thing that you're doing so uh, go a little bit more what what happened Uh, obviously you were successful but you became the marketer as as the owner of your little group you basically were the one that was out there networking, marketing, which is key for a business owner. They've got to realize that when it's all said and done, they're the ones that can keep bringing in new business. And if they're so busy in their business that they don't have time to do that, they're in trouble. Yeah. So anyway, share some more with us. Well, you know, you, you do have to love what you do. And I, I think you have to take an interest in your target market, right? So uh, we spent a lot of money on... Uh, you know, put, putting money, putting earnest money down on lots. Another way that we would meet a lot of builders. Um, because of that, we ended up building six homes. And uh, although that was really fun, it can also, you know, get expensive and <laughs> time consuming. Yes. Uh, we did lose a lot of money on earnest money, you know, where we, we uh, would put money down on a lot with full intentions to, you know, get excited and maybe build something and it wouldn't work out. But we did, uh, also, you know, through that process, we were able to meet a lot of builders. So that, that, that kind of built, built the, uh, you know, that side of the business. But, and now I forgot your question. 
Oh, I was just, I was just wondering, as you went along, I mean, obviously you're doing something entirely different now than lending. Yeah. So you, you went through, I know as we talked, you went through this whole process of 07, 08, when yeah. we had that whole debacle of the economy. And, and so you found yourself kind of starting over again. Absolutely. So talk a little bit about that experience from the standpoint of what that meant and, and what gave you the ability and the enthusiasm to start all over again and to start a new project, start a new game. Yeah. Well, we do have to go back to 07 when things were going well. Uh, we had a little mortgage company. We did, uh, you know, residential lending, commercial lending, uh, hard money lending, and then some land development. <clears throat> so we were, you know, putting ourselves out there. Of course, the market, you know, crashes in uh, about October of 2007 is when it really hit hit us hard. We ended up closing our doors in February of 2008. And, you know, for probably a year or so after that, uh, I was I was really optimistic, really positive that something nobody thought the market was going to keep declining like it did. So, uh, you know th- that was that was pretty easy. In two thousand about two thousand nine, we couldn't hold on any longer. We ended up losing everything, and this is where it got difficult. I mean, you know it it was about a year, year and a half of just licking my wounds. You know, can we do anything right? Uh, am I a failure as a business person? And, and that was really tough. Uh, we ended up uh, losing everything, lost our house, lost the cars, you know, the, the, the story that a lot of people have. Uh, ended up moving to Arizona as a recruiter in the mortgage industry. I kind of had such a bad taste in my mouth of what, you know, what, what had happened to us that I didn't want to jump in as a loan officer. Uh, all the regulatory, uh, Dodd-Frank, um, you know, all that stuff was just making it really difficult for, for lending and you know, I, I I had some bruised heels, so um, went went to went to Arizona, started started doing what I knew how to do again, which was network. And in this case, I I, I channeled it into recruiting, uh, you know, for a for a mortgage company down there. That lasted about a year and a half. Then we came back to Utah, and you know, again, I I, I, I kind of wanted to to build something that I enjoyed which for me was was marketing. Social media was just was just getting really big and um so that's the, the direction we decided to go. Okay, so it reminds me of of the saying failing your way to success. That that <laughs> you know nobody is nobody does it perfectly. You're always going to have these ups and downs and it's just a matter of being determined and and what's what's unique is I'm listening to you is that you really know what your passion is. And I, I've met so many people that are off starting this business or that business. And in some cases, it's not a passion, it's a necessity. And guess what? They really aren't having fun. And in some cases, it reflects in their overall profitability in the, in the whole you know, aspect of their business. But but you're you're really having fun. You love to market, and so it's just a matter of finding something that you can market and that you can use those skills to help people. So you've fallen into the social media, and I'm really curious about this because as you and I have chatted, I'm I'm convinced that you have a rather unique approach. I've 
I've met a lot of social media people. I've worked with a lot of social media people. And there are different ideas of what's going to work, what's not going to work. Um, in, in fact, it's really interesting. I had just recently, I had one social media individual say to me, all right, here's what you need to do. You need to go in this direction. You need to use Google Maps and all of this type of thing. And I'm going, okay, okay. So, you know, I'm not doing it right. I got to be doing this. And, but I called a good friend of mine who's also an, an excellent uh, social media guy. And, and I said, look, here's my situation. And I'm being told that I really need to get this going in this direction. And he says, what? Slow down, Doug. He says, let me do something for you. And so he gets immediately right there into Google Analytics. And he starts analyzing things. And when it was all said and done, he says, Doug, what you do as a business consultant, if you're wanting to stay in the Utah area, you'd be wasting your money going in this direction because there's not that many people searching on a monthly basis for your product or service within Utah. Now, outside of Utah, much different story. And that's another story. But with inside Utah, not a lot. And, you know, I appreciated that because what I recognize is that social media and the different avenues that you can take do not necessarily fit for everyone. Be depending on what their uh, their particular product or service is. What I'm what I'm discovering, and I want you to comment on this. What I'm discovering is that they need to be very careful about not jumping on the bandwagon and saying, "Oh, well, everybody else is doing this, so I need to do that." But rather, really carefully looking at their product or looking at their service. And then sitting down with someone that's really going to be honest, that isn't worried about selling them something, but will really look at it from a standpoint of saying, you know what, based on your product or service, this really isn't going to work for you. Or it might, but you could take that money and spend it over here and find a much higher and more effective ROI for that. So could you comment on that a bit? Yeah, yeah. And I'm the first to admit by the way, that uh, uh, there are a lot of people who know a lot more about social media than I do. Uh, what we did was we, we took what we wanted the outcome to be and developed a platform that would produce those results. So I, I've, I've talked with people who, you know, they throw out terminology that, you know, that was taught in the, in the most recent, you know, college course about social media. And I don't know that, but I know our platform and I, and I know what we wanted it to do. So, you know, um, with social media in particular, people don't like to be sold on social media. Um, I, I don't know how many times you, you have a Facebook account, I'm assuming. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I was guilty in the last presidential election of, of always, you know, posting these political posts and things that I thought people would want to hear. And what I heard were crickets chirping. And, you know... People didn't really want to hear that. But then, you know, I'd post a picture of, of uh, you know, my wife or the dog or the kids or something and, and it would explode. And, you know, looking back now, I realize that what we think is, you know, maybe something that would go viral on social media isn't necessarily what will. So what we like to do, I don't know if the, the correct terminology is, you know, attraction marketing or influencer marketing. We like to 
take our clients, um, you know, put them on you know the platforms that make sense for their for their product, build them an audience that's targeted for you know their particular product or service, and then make them look like a rock star, make them look like they are the relevant authority you know in whatever niche that they're in. Uh, that way, you know, they they become an influencer. And people flock to them instead of some of the other techniques that we see on social media. So periodically then, and, and it's not so much selling, but then periodically then do you have, do you put something in there that will draw this particular targeted market into reaching out and seeking those services or those products? Yeah, we do. So a, a couple of things. Um, when, when it comes down to just, to answering your to answer your question, when it comes down to just advertising, uh, you know, I, I recommend probably less than once a week. You know, a company or or somebody would put out an ad uh, that said, you know, ten percent off, or you know, here's a sale, or this is this is what we do. But for the most part, what we do, part of our platform is what we call lead stages. Uh, it's basically we create a lead page. We wanted to call it our own thing, right? So we call it lead stages. And what we do is, is we create a, a one a one page lead page that has uh, a video, and I'll get to, to that in just a second. And then we can put a banner up top. We can put we have all the you know the uh, the real estate on the side of the video and below the video where we can put really whatever we want, whatever would go in a lead page. But the way it works is this. We're curating, not creating, but curating interesting content that's already viral. That way we're not, you know, well, it's, it's cheaper as well. <laughs> okay. But we're, we're, we're going out, we're finding content that's already viral, that's relevant for the targeted niche that our client wants, wants to market to. Um, we, we, uh, we, we curate content from video channels with this particular platform. Uh, or this piece of the platform, and we'll post these little videos. Well, when people click on the video because it's interesting to them, uh, they instead of going off to YouTube where they watch the video and and uh, now YouTube puts all their ads in front of them, uh, instead of that, they go to our lead page. So they get to see the video that they went there to see, which, you know, now now you're not you know, doing the old, the old bait and switch with the, with the client, but they, they got to see the video. They can share the video. They can, you know, do everything they, they could on, uh, on YouTube, but then you have your ad, your ads that are surrounding that video, even, you know, maybe an iframe to your website, uh, a lead capture form an offer. So it's a little bit stealthy and you're not upsetting. You're not upsetting your, uh, your people because they, they clicked. They clicked through to see the video. You you provided what you were supposed to provide, and now you get to put your message in front of them. So it, it's not, I hate to use the word, but it's not vomiting all <laughs> over your social media friends and target market what you're doing, but rather exactly. you're, you're saying, okay, here's a video I think will be interesting to you. And if they click and follow along, now they've chosen to get a little bit more information. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so one of the things you said much earlier, which was really curious to me, and, and, and I think brilliant, by the way, is the fact that you looked at what is the outcome that people want, and therefore, once you determined that, then you figured out 
how are, what can you do in order to create that outcome for them? Yeah. You know, and that's that's an interesting. Um, that's not done as often as you would think it was from a standpoint of business planning, strategic planning, to really look at what's the outcome. Now, what do we do in order to do that? So when you're looking at different clients or potential clients that are coming in, uh, do you find that you actually sit down with them, find out what their outcome is? And then do you have a specific program for them that might be unique to them that's not necessarily the same program that you're going to give to someone else who might want a slightly different outcome? Yeah, yeah, no, great question. Uh, what we, you know, people's outcomes vary, right? Most people, you know, if we're talking businesses, most people want more sales. Um, but how do they get more sales? They usually go about it wrong. They they advertise, and you know, with the with the landscape, the social media landscape, it works if you're doing paid ads, but those get really expensive, right? Mm -hmm. So what, with what we're doing, just kind of you know, uh, building and engaging that audience the uh, the the ultimate sale is going to be is going to come because people are engaging with you on social media well how do you get them to engage you provide interesting relevant content you got to do a lot of research to find out what that is for whatever your target market is um, we have other other clients who uh, they don't want sales they just want uh, well just to give you a, an example we have uh, one client up in Idaho who he wants to just be an influencer. He wants to be known as a motivational speaker. So the type of the type of content and the strategy and the um, you know the, the networks that we hit on for him are slightly different than we would for a business who maybe has a physical product to sell. Okay, so so as you do that, then what what comes to my mind is. How does this effectively, you're doing your landing pages um, or your lead pages, mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call them, and, and that lends them to that. But as you do this, does, it, does this help with general organic SEO for your clients who have a web page that obviously you're not really using because you're doing your own lead pages for them and you're using social media? Yeah, yeah, it actually helps in a couple of ways. And I'm not an SEO expert. Right. What I'm being told okay. <laughs> from our guys who are SEO experts is that uh, th there's a couple things that we do. First of all, um, social media engagement is factored very high in your SEO results now, higher than it used to be. And I, I can't give you actual statistics. The, you know, my, my, my people can give you those. Right. But, uh, you know, we, we were actually doing something for a client in uh in michigan just a couple of weeks ago and we polled what his his current website development company and seo company had done for him let's talk about medi-cal you have a choice and molina makes it easy especially when it comes to the care you need so let's talk about you about making your life easier about extra help to manage your health let's talk about your needs now and for the future Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. It starts with a phone call. Call 866-420-5330 or visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. And they had ranked him for some really obscure, uh, you know, words, that uh, search strings that really didn't help him. The only positive score that he had, and I forget the, 
the the software that my guys used to pull this report. But the only positive score he had was his Twitter engagement. We had been handling his Twitter account. So that's the first. Uh, social media engagement ranks very high, high with SEO. The second with our Lead Stages product is we are literally posting one to two unique websites with unique URLs every single day for the client. So each one of those videos that we have hosted is on its own unique URL. So it's the same content that surrounds it. You know, we only we only build one lead page basically. But uh, because we're we're hosting one or two brand new pages a day and because they're all, you know, backlinked and meta tagged and a bunch of other words that I don't understand, back to their other online assets, that SEO rank and we call it uh, we call it an SEO effect. It's it's an organic uh, uh, SEO booster. And how does that get tied in back to their actual web page? So the, with the with the meta tags and and some of the some of the back end uh, stuff stuff. We'll just call it stuff <laughs> okay. until we get our our, good. our SEO guys in here. But um, it, it's all you know. We we put in all those uh, you know key words and search terms that you would on a regular website because essentially it is a, it is a website. So you mentioned something that's curious to me because you, you talked about the fact that you're doing a Twitter account. Yeah. Is, is Twitter the main framework that you work with? No, it, it actually is. So, so we work with, with most of the platforms. Uh, you know, some of them that we, uh, we don't think are, are as viable for our typical client we don't deal with. But uh, Twitter, Twitter is really nice to developers. So we basically took the Twitter uh, platform. We, we built our platform on Twitter's backbone. So most of what we do does include, um, you know, Twitter uh, audience building, even if the client may not think they need that. You know, again, back to that uh, example in Michigan, um, their only positive res- result for their SEO report was their Twitter engagement. So uh, we do a lot of stuff on Twitter. And it's extremely relevant, you know, for for the right niches. But we also work with with Facebook and with LinkedIn and um, uh, with Instagram. And it, really, th- th- that's about it, I guess, as far as the social media platforms. Um, just because we we have a, a level of competency with those ones. Well, and and you have a on your web page, you you have something in the top, which I I think is great. But I but I like how you've put this. You've got grow engage and convert so you know grow your crowd mm-hmm. with your targeted followers then engage with them to build relevance and authority and then convert them into leads and sales yeah now that's that's an interesting methodology and progress and sequence yeah. to what you're doing there so Again, let's talk about that for just a minute because as you're as you're working with social media and you're talking about growing your crowd with targeted followers, is there a way through social media that you can actually determine who it is that you want to reach? Yes. Okay. Um, now, th- there's there's obviously there's ads, uh, you know, to to gain followers and fans if you're talking Facebook or whatever. Uh, with us, uh, just to give you an example. Um, with Twitter, and it's it's not an exact science, but what we do is we look at. Uh, let me think of an example. So, so the the real estate company in in Michigan, uh, they they sell uh, investment properties, 
and their target audience they figure is also following accounts like the property brothers or the diy network or um uh, fixer upper you know a, a lot of these a lot of these uh, large influencers already have a following so what we do is we target those followers now anyone can go in and you know spend their eight hours a day clicking follow 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 but what we do is our software first pulls down those followers into the software and it sorts them it sorts them by uh, by the number of followers and how influential they are and if they haven't been uh, active on Twitter in this case in the last 30 days it just takes them out and then we go through and physically click buttons that's how we stay within Twitter's terms of service we don't use software to do this stuff hmm. I guess we use software to pull it down but, we, right. but as far as the actual interaction we're we have people sitting there clicking follow, follow, follow. Now we know, depending on what type of account, so let's say for example, uh, it was your account and it had a, a picture of your face on the profile, you're gonna get probably 60 to 70% of those people you follow following you back. If you have a business logo or something, it's gonna be a little bit lower. But there's also things we can do to, uh, uh, to um, to your profile, to optimize your profile. And we can get into some of those tricks, uh, you know, maybe later if you want to. But uh, basically, again, it's not an exact science, but we're looking at what the, uh, you know, at, at what the market's telling us, at what, you know, what Twitter analytics are telling us. You know, these people that fit your targeting criteria are following this account. So we're gonna go and we're going to snag those followers and bring them over to you. You could also go, go after your direct competitors. Uh, and you're not stealing their followers because they still have them. But you're just saying, come see my message too. Maybe you'll like me better. So it's kind of like you're you're at the red carpet and here's all these movie stars walking up the red carpet. And you just kind of sneak in and put your arm in the <laughs> arm of one of them and walk along with them and benefit from that. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, that's that's They've already cool. built a following, so we don't start from scratch. Okay. Now... I'm going to jump ahead maybe uh, here and talk about our content as well. Uh, a lot of companies out there will charge you, you know, two, three, eight thousand dollars a month to to generate unique content. What we do is we curate content. So back back to this. Explain you know, the word curate. Okay, so curate. We're basically going out. We're finding content that we think would be relevant and interesting and viral and shareable by our target market. And we're just borrowing it. It's completely illegal, you know. We're we're giving we're not you know we're not stealing content, um, but we do that through you know tweeting from RSS feeds, you know, influence influential blogs. Uh, we do it through retweeting from influential uh, Twitter users. Let's say, for example, uh, so this Property Brothers, uh, you know, this group in Michigan. They're retweeting Property Brothers content, and that's okay. Property Brothers loves that, but they sure. are also building themselves up as, as you know, I, I'm your conduit. I, I'm the, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I'm, you know, the, their account now is the one that's that's bring, that's pulling all this content in, so they now look like they're the relevant authority. You used to be a dentist, right? Yes. Okay, so... Let's say you had a social media account, whether it's Twitter or Facebook or whatever, 
and you were pulling in content or re, uh, uh, you know, posting content from the ADA website, American Dental Association website. Correct. You all of a sudden have relevance, right? And authority because you're pulling that content in. It's a lot cheaper because we don't have to create the content and we're going after content that we know is already viral. Well, and and you know what's interesting is, and you went into the second section, which is basically to I knew engage. I <laughs> yeah, you did. No, you engage with them and build relevance and authority. Yeah, and you know what comes to my mind is is something that um, as I went through my training uh, at college for business and particularly for marketing, they actually separated out two elements of marketing and promotion. Uh, Jay Conrad Levinson, Gorilla Marketing, kind of has combined them together. But either way, the relevant part of that is that in order to sell, in order to actually have people really start to be attracted to what your service or your product is, first and foremost, you have to be thought well of. You need to be well known. Yeah. So that when people see your marketing, they go, oh, yeah, I know that guy or I know that woman or I know that company. And, you know, they're, they're, they're good people. And they seem to know what they're talking about. They're, they're relevant. They're authorities. Yeah. And, and so what, what I see that you've hit on here is really that age-old concept of do first things first. You know, identify who your target market is, first of all. So don't try to get to everybody, but yeah. really understand who your target market is. Now build that level of authority, of credibility, of being a good guy. And then the third step in yours is now to convert them into leads or potential clients. Because now you have a better chance of that. Yeah. And then as you say, how often do you actually do that? Because there's actually kind of a key element there to not do it too often, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we've all had the experience of you know, going to a networking event or something and you know, meeting someone. They sound the part. They look the part you want to potentially do business with. And then you say, what's your website? And they don't have a website. Or you go there and it looks like something built in 1992. Well... Social media has that same, I don't know if you want to call it a stigma. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the same thing attached to it where um, I know at least I will go look at somebody, you know, especially if you see an ad or something. Uh, you know, you click through and, you know, you look at somebody's Facebook page and it has like that little flag there, which means they haven't put a profile picture. And the last post they had was in, was in January of like 2012. <laughs> and so... Uh, you know, they, they, they kind of lose credibility there, even though they may have it in, in, in spades, but you don't see it online. And we're all doing our research online, whether it's LinkedIn or, you know, whatever. So uh, that's, that's kind of the first part. But um, converting, converting those people, uh, we, we, use, we use a couple of methods. Um, and, and I guess you had asked how often you do that. And it, my, my personal experience uh, has been, you know, d depending on the product or service or the audience, uh, about once a week. Um, if, uh, you know, some audiences, it's maybe once a month, 
that you want to try to throw something out there, you know, that's that's a little more salesy. And may, maybe that's an email blast or it's a, you know, it's a an ad or something that you do. But uh, if you do it too often, you will definitely lose followers. You know, and it and it goes <clears throat> it goes to something that that I think about a lot and I actually teach um, is relative to networking. Yeah. Because really what you're doing is you're networking. Whether you like it or not, you are networking through social media. Yeah. And and one of the interesting things that we always talk about is that when you're networking, the only way to be a successful networker is to go in with a true concept and a true sense of how can I serve. And so really what you're doing here by curating these articles and providing as much as you do is you're basically providing information, serving these people, giving them information that might be of value to them. And then occasionally, it's the, by the way, I have a product or service that you may find interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it's interesting because uh, uh, several months ago, I actually realized for, not for our clients, but for me that it was working. Uh, I went to a big networking event. It was my first time there. And, uh, oh, there were probably a hundred or so people there. And before the event started, I had this guy approach me and he, he recognized my face from my Twitter profile. He was one of my followers. I, I have thousands. I, you know, I didn't know, I, I don't know him happens to be a local guy. And he said, Kevin, you're, you're the guy who always posts that cool stuff on, on, uh, Instagram. You're, you're the social media guy. And he recognized me from that. Well, that same event, afterwards, I was talking with someone who uh, were connected on LinkedIn. Um, I know his name. We'd never met in person. And we were sitting there talking, and, and he came up. Uh, I introduced myself. And he said, Kevin, he said, we need to get together. I see all your posts on LinkedIn. Well, you know that that's, that's two business relationships that grew out of me just posting information, nothing salesy at all on, on, on my personal accounts. I don't, don't do anything salesy. It's just all, it's just all relevant, interesting content. So it does work. Well, it works. And, and in today's society where people are just bombarded with ads, Oh yeah. uh, there's a point in time. I mean, you can't watch television if you're still on the regular stations <laughs> without you know, 50% of it is ads. Whereas, in fact, it, it was interesting. We we don't even do that anymore for the most part. We'll watch, you know, different things. But even with Hulu, where they used to have ads, my wife and I said, that's enough. And I guess she spent a little bit more so that we don't have the ads anymore. So we can just watch the show without the ads. It's and right. I think that that's a general uh, feeling. Yeah, universally now is they they just don't want to be bothered with all these ads, but they want to watch the show. They want to be entertained. They they want to get news and relevant news uh, that would be of interest to them without constantly being attacked with the ads. The ad exactly. attack. Yeah. So yeah. that that's really a fascinating uh, fascinating approach and. It, it seems to be working. And you guys have managed to put this thing together in a way that is very cost-effective. One of the things we teach in guerrilla marketing, again, is you can either 
when you're marketing and you're wanting to do it effectively, cost-effectively, strategically, unconventionally, um, you're either going to spend time or money. Yeah. And and the challenge is that I've found in most cases is that when you are kind of at that point where you need to spend some money rather than time, that the expense can be so bad. I've I've connected with a few people on, on LinkedIn and and one of the things I'm always looking for is can I find somebody that's going to write my blogs for me? Yeah. Because quite frankly I don't take the time. I probably can't say I don't have the time, but I don't take the time <laughs> to do that. And and it's interesting because as I've talked to different people and I think in some respects they're probably on an equal par with each other. The pricing goes from twenty five to thirty dollars per blog. I talked to a guy the other day that was two hundred and fifty dollars per blog. Yeah. And and unless that business owner really understands uh, you know, the effectiveness and who should they get, they could end up spending a tremendous amount of money and not necessarily getting a good ROI. And, and in my mind that's key is whatever you're doing, whether it's time or it's money, you have got to be able to measure it and know that you're getting a return on that investment. So that if you're spending a dollar, you're at least making a dollar and a quarter. Yeah. If you're spending a couple hundred bucks, hopefully you're making <clears throat> three to four hundred bucks back. And and it seems, based on what you guys are doing, that you've come up with a way to create that credibility that that communication all of that social media stuff in a way that's cost effective so that someone can take what you're doing and and utilize that service and they're not spending an arm and a leg yeah well you know it, it's part of an overall a total strategy mm-hmm. right yeah um i mean I, I do need to see you know in the digital marketing realm Ads still work if they're targeted correctly, if it's interesting and, and you've done your homework and put it in front of the right people, <clears throat> excuse me, that would find that interesting, they definitely work. But what we've been talking about here today is it's kind of like the foundation. You know, all of the other stuff that you do, if you don't, if you haven't built that relevance and authority and, and really in a lot of people's eyes, the trust, because you are active and engaging online, then the other stuff is going to be a waste of money. So um, it is part of an overall strategy. Okay. And it's really, as you say, it's get known. Yeah. Build the trust. Now develop the relationships. Yeah. And that's when <clears throat> when the income is going to start coming in if you're exactly. doing it right. Exactly. This has been amazing. Thank you for joining us today. Could you share with the audience just one more time what your website is so that those that are curious about what you've been talking about might want to talk to you a little bit more and get some more information? Uh, how can they reach you? Sure. And first of all, I, I really appreciate the opportunity. This has been a little scary for me and, and definitely interesting and fun. Uh, the website is www.growyourcrowd.com. G-R-O-W-Y-O-U-R-C-R-O-W-D.com. And, uh, you know, they can reach me, uh, you know, Kevin Wiscombe. Go, go search me out on LinkedIn. Uh, I'd love to connect with, uh, 
uh, with uh, with like minds. Great, and that's how we connected. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, that's yeah. how we connected, which is really fun. So, folks, hey, thanks for listening today, and uh, I hope you enjoyed it. I'm, I'm sure you did. If you happen to be listening to the show on iHeart, which this will be, this obviously is, is being broadcast on Friday, but usually by Tuesday or Wednesday of the following week, we will be on iHeart on Dr. Doug Radio. So if you're happening to listen to this on iHeart and you enjoy the show, do me a favor and click that like button uh, next to the show. That that will help us to be able to reach a, a larger crowd. So thanks for joining us today and we wish you the best and have a great week. Have a profitable week. And we will look forward to having you join us next week. This is Dr. Doug saying over and out. Thank you for listening to another episode of Dr. Doug Radio on W4CY Radio. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern. Until next time, together let's create happy lifestyles one smile at a time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.